Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Holidays went quick. Is that sarcasm? <laughs> no, got nothing accomplished. Yeah. But we're back. New Year. New episodes. New us. New us. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. I, I wish. What's that? I said I wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wish that was possible. Gave up on the New Year's resolutions since we never do those anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Why be depressed about it in a month? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's better to not have New Year's resolutions and accomplish things than to set like resolutions and then not accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> or not have resolutions and not accomplish anything but not be depressed that you had resolutions and you didn't accomplish them. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Right. More likely. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have tonight? I am talking about 26-year-old Jane Clough. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. Every pronounce... I know how many times am I going to say that? That's our New podcast. Year's resolution that... <laughs> We don't care if we pronounce it right or not. We're just going to go with whatever comes out of our mouth and leave it at that. Yeah. Well, usually I don't care if it's the suspect. I don't care if <laughs> I pronounce our name right or wrong, but victim. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, I looked it up, but it was so hard to sound it out. So okay. we're just going to go with what I said. Okay. So 26-year-old Jane Clough, who was also known as the woman who predicted her own murder. Oh. Yes. Jane was born and raised in Northern England. She was the firstborn child of Penny and John Clough. She was described as thoughtful, nurturing, and a kind girl that made her parents unbelievably proud. Jane knew what she wanted from the world and how to get where she wanted in life. She worked really hard to follow her mother's footsteps and became a nurse in 2007 at the age of 22. She didn't waste any time and was able to get a job at the urgent care unit in Blackpool's Victoria Hospital. Having such a warm personality, she was easily able to make friends. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was going well until she met a 27-year-old ambulance technician by the name Jonathan Vass. He was also a part-time bouncer at a nightclub. Jane viewed him as a kind person and thought they were a lot alike with their shared passion for nurturing and spreading positivity. Over time, they both grew to like each other a lot. After four months of secret dates, Jane decided to tell her friends about her unofficial relationship and wanted them to know just how wonderful she believed he was. She was shocked to hear the comments her friends had to say. They started to describe Jonathan as unprofessional, clumsy, and an awkward man who blurted inappropriate jokes. 
Despite what her friends had to say, Jane still believed he was far from imperfect and continued to fall in love with him. So she didn't see these things or hear these things from him? No. Well, uh, she might have heard it, but to her, he was perfect. Love is blind. Yes, okay. very. Since everything was going well, Jonathan decided to officially ask Jane out. After being official, Jonathan decided to then tell her that he has been married for two years and had two children. Oh, geez. Red flag. Yes. And this, of course, broke Jane's heart learning about his double life. He assured Jane that it wasn't what it looked like, which is what they all never, say. Yeah, never is. <laughs> and that she could trust him. He told her that his wife cheated multiple times and they were almost divorced. Keyword almost. Yeah. That's not possible. Jonathan said that the process was taking so long because he didn't want to hurt his children, which made Jane feel sorry that he was in the situation. Well, regardless of where things are with the divorce or the situation, just the fact that he didn't tell her yeah. should be a huge red flag. Yeah, that's weird. I'm surprised he even told her at all. Yeah. But yeah, how do you go on like... Well, how do you continue that relationship yeah. with somebody who had that huge lie? Yeah. I don't know. Love is blind. Yep. Ten months into the relationship, it was believed that the divorce was finalized and that everything was happy and perfect. But Jonathan was in fact lying about everything still and she had no idea. Big surprise. Yeah. Jane was in denial, even though her friends and family saw Jonathan's red flags. On top of lying and being controlling, Jonathan gradually broke down Jane's self-esteem. He began stalking Jane's every move. Jane had hid all of this from everyone with physical abuse being the major thing, the major problem. Wow. It started when Jonathan slapped her while they were arguing about something, and over time it increasingly got worse. She began to feel that she deserved everything he did to her. Wow, that's amazing that somebody can break somebody down like that. Yeah, that's and it's scary. unfortunate that it happens so yeah. often. Yeah. Jane ended up getting pregnant, and she assumed that the baby would bring back the Jonathan she loved. The abuse only escalated when she was seven months pregnant, and he started to sexually abuse her for weeks until she had given birth to her baby girl in October of 2009. Jeez. At one point when Jonathan was not around, she finally escaped with her baby since keeping her child safe was the most important thing to her. When she got to her parents' house, she shared everything except for the sexual abuse. When things were starting to calm down in her life, Jane received a text from Jonathan after three days that said, quote, we are staying together regardless of our problems, end quote. For days, Jonathan begged Jane to go back to him, and she said that if he got professional help, she might go back. Of course, he was able to manipulate his way back into her life. A few days later, uh, Jonathan sexually abused her again. Jesus. She escaped again and filed a complaint against Jonathan. He was placed in a holding cell in November of 2009. Jane slowly returned to her old life and found herself happy and at peace. On March 8th, Jane wrote in her diary, quote, I've been worrying today about Johnny coming to get me, even killing me if he gets found guilty. When he's released awaiting sentencing, what would stop him? End quote. 
That's scary. It's a shame that you kind of know that's going to happen. Yeah. And there's really nothing she could do about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. I can't even imagine. Jonathan Bass was released on bail after spending two months in a holding cell. Jane grew paranoid and wrote anxiously in her diary, knowing that he might kill her. After a few months, she felt comfortable with her security, but had no clue that Jonathan was stalking her the entire time. I think it's scary with the system, the fact that with situations like this and even other situations, they get released. Like, I feel like it should be predicted already that they're going to go back to their crimes. Well, that's it. I mean, she might know and she might have a valid argument for that this is going to happen. Yeah. Or this might happen, but the system isn't going to help her. Yeah, no. On July 23rd, 2010, Jane decided to go out for the first night in years. Everyone saw her as her bubbly self again, but unfortunately, that was the last time that they got to see that. Because on July 25th, Jane drove to the hospital for her usual night shift. When she was walking to the main gate, Jonathan jumped out of nowhere and confronted her. As a response to her refusal to drop the charges against him and her attempt to run away, Jonathan grabbed her. He pulled out a knife and stabbed her 71 times. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. He stabbed Jane until he was satisfied, whatever that means, in a psychopathic view. And when he was leaving, he turned back to see that Jane wasn't there anymore. Jane had not died yet and was dragging herself to her car, but Jonathan stabbed her again until she was bleeding profusely. Jesus. In the emergency department, Jane Clough was unfortunately pronounced dead. The family said, quote, there is a terrible void in our lives and there can be no forgiveness for Jonathan Bass, end quote. Jonathan was arrested outside of Jane's parents' house the day after. It was suspected that he may have been on the way to murder the baby or her parents. Jesus. He was sentenced to life in prison, serving at least 30 years for the murder of Jane, a beautiful daughter, nurse, and loving mother. 30 years? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Well, isn't a life sentence like 15 to 30 years? It's not that long. Uh, it should be just life sentence. Like the rest there's of no, your life. Yeah, there's no options yeah. for getting out ever. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't understand how murderers are even able to get out. Yeah, I mean, because there, there is no rehabilitation from that. Yeah. I also read that while he was in jail, he was fighting with custody, getting custody of his kid. <laughs> um, Who knows how. Oh, my God. But... He was refusing, I guess, criminal court and family child court. They don't communicate well. All right. So they were allowing him to fight for it, even though they shouldn't have. Wow. Yeah. They don't communicate at all. Yeah. But as far as I was able to read and tell her parents or someone in her family has a child. So. Well, that's good. But how sad. Yeah. That's horrible. Yep. But like again, with the system, it's unfortunate that, you know, I feel like even if she were to report, it's been a common thing when women report things like this and they say, well, unless they haven't done anything, they can't, they can't do anything. 
and then they end up dying. Yeah. Unfortunately. Wondering, you know, like if you're in that situation, first of all, get like self-defense training and then always walk around with like a stun gun in your hand. Yeah. Well, Mm. if I feel uncomfortable, like in a parking lot and I'm by myself, I, I mean, I don't have that many keys, but I try to put my keys between my knuckles. I don't think you're allowed to have a knife on you because even if it's self-defense, you can still get criminally charged. That makes sense. So that's so stupid though, if it's self-defense, but um, people say bring a fork with you everywhere you go because you can just say that it was for your lunch. They can't prove any wrong. Yeah. So that is all I have. Very sad and unfortunate story. And I really hope that her child and family are doing well. Yes. Um, under the circumstances. Right. And I hope he rots, if I can say that. <laughs> yeah. Totally um, agree. Yeah. But since that is everything I have, what do you have tonight? Well, you know, while we were on break, I was thinking back on the year about some of the topics I said I wanted to circle back on but never got around to. Yeah. Just one of many. I don't know if you remember when I was talking about the Gooden family haunting in the Lindley Street house in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I mentioned how a neighbor named Mary Pascarella Downey was the one that contacted the Warrens to come investigate the haunting. Yeah. And I learned at that time that she was involved in the Amityville investigation. Oh, really? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about her a little more, but I'm not going to do that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, I wanted to, but there was a part of the story that I wanted your assistance on. Yeah. So I will save that for next week. Yes. Teaser. Tonight, I thought I would talk about something I ran across while researching Mary Pascarella Downey. I ran across a video where she and, interestingly, George Lutz visited the Devil's Tramping Ground. Oh, wow. There really isn't much to the story, but I felt we had to add the Devil's Tramping Ground to our Devil's dot, dot, dot list. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about the Devil's Elbow, of course, in New York. Yeah. And the Devil's Armpit. (laughs) Florida. (laughs) We thought that Texas was the devil's ass crack, (laughs) but then we realized that the devil actually lived in Texas, so it doesn't make sense that he would live in his own ass crack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to make a comment about it. Speaking of Texas and ass cracks, we talked about the devil's bridge in San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. Another one we haven't talked about yet was, or is, the devil's rocking chair. Mm. That is allegedly, supposedly allegedly, tied to the exorcism of David Glatzel. So that's the exorcism that was the subject of the last Conjuring movie. Oh, really? Yeah, but before that it was the book, The Devil in Connecticut, which I believe came out in like 1983. Why do I feel like a lot of insidious things happen in Connecticut? Yeah, it does seem like that, doesn't it? 
I believe the chair is currently in the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. Oh, uh, the he a, who shall not be named? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, so I might get around to talking about that maybe next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Devil's Tramping Ground. So in a wooded area in North Carolina, anyone can go online to find out exactly where it is in North Carolina. I'm not going to give the details because my understanding is it is private property. Yeah. So I don't recommend anybody going to actually see the Devil's Tramping Ground. So is it like on someone's land? Yeah. Like someone who lives there? That's what there? private property is. I know, but <laughs> private property, that could be like a like businesses, like whatever. Okay, like, no. It's, my understanding is somebody's land. Yeah, okay. Where the devil's tramping ground is. I wonder how they feel. That that's yeah. where it is. Yeah, good question. <laughs> I, I think they're more interested in, I think they're more concerned about people coming out of their property to see this thing. Yeah. Of course, I guess if they were that worried, they could just plow it over or something. Oh, yeah. See if it comes back. Or start, uh, that's true, or start um, asking for admission fees. Yeah, that would be the smarter thing to do. Yeah. Right? But let me explain what it is so we know what we're talking about here. Okay, so, sorry. No, no, no. In the clearing, there is a 40-foot diameter patch of earth where supposedly nothing will grow. Doesn't sound suspicious at yeah. all. It is said that is where the devil paces at night while he contemplates. Contemplates. <laughs> contemplates. <laughs> <laughs> It is said that is where the devil paces at night while contemplating ways to do his evil biddings. <laughs> I do the same thing at night. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Is that what that patch of <laughs> barren earth in the backyard is? <laughs> or is that that worn spot in your carpet? Yeah. Supposedly the scorching heat of his cloven feet have made the ground barren. Isn't that kind of um, stereotyping the devil? Yeah, I don't. I never pictured him as having cloven feet, or like that they're on fire. Yeah, I mean, we know he wears the orange vest because we were talking about he was doing the work at the Devil's Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he wears a hard feet? hat. Yeah, <laughs> he knows we're joking. I right? hope so. <laughs> I hope so. We're just joking. Total respect. Or he's going to be contemplating about us yes. tonight while he's... <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> it is also said that things left in the circle at night can disappear, or the devil might knock them out as he paces. What? <laughs> I just think that's funny. <laughs> I don't see anything funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't know. I don't want to say it because I don't want to get cursed. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to be cursed because I'm the one saying all this stuff. But out of total respect. Yeah. I respect the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds wrong. But I think it's necessary so we don't get Why does it sound wrong? <laughs> I think the devil is portrayed as such a okay. bad guy. You can respect him, just don't worship him. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it was worshiping? <laughs> You gotta worship anyone you respect. Yeah. Okay. True. I respect our dogs. I don't worship them. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> that's the first thing, that's in my the head. first thing that came up. 
Well, what would be the first thing in your head? I don't know. <laughs> my parents. I respect them, but I don't worship them. My kids. You would take no, offense to that. No, I do worship my kids. <laughs> you would take offense if I said I didn't worship you. <laughs> no, I would think that would be a little weird if you worshiped me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Okay. Just to get that clear. That's good to know. I respect you, but okay. I don't worship. <laughs> as long as you respect me, that's all I care. <laughs> anyway... Where the hell was I? Dogs. Speaking of dogs. Don't know. They sometimes yip and howl and not want to be in the circle. I don't. I, I did, what? I was going to say, I don't blame them if the devil's throwing them <laughs> out. I didn't hear any stories about them being left in the circle and disappearing <laughs> but or being thrown out. Oh, that'd be so sad. <laughs> take them to the middle of the circle. Oh, my God. That'd Wait. Be so, that'd be so sad. <laughs> Do not try that. I would not. Do not try this at home. Yeah, do not. At home. <laughs> do not try that anywhere. Yes, do not try that anywhere. We will not do that. Yeah. And compasses are said to be off by at least five degrees within the circle. How, do they, how do they know it's like five degrees? Well, because it shows where true north should be when they're outside of the circle. Oh. And then they go in the circle and then it changes. Excuse me. I am a young yin. I don't know how a compass <laughs> works. <laughs> Yeah, who uses a compass anymore? I know I don't go out in the woods. Oh, heck no. I read five degrees, but in the video I mentioned, George Lutz said the compass he was using was off by 15 degrees. Not that it matters, just thought I would mention that. Yeah. Other theories about the circle. Some believe the spot was an ancient meeting place for local Native Americans. Oh. Another is that the land has ties to the lost colony of Roanoke Island. The Croatan Native American group from that area is believed to have had ties to the Roanoke colony. And supposedly a battle took place on the land. And the word Croatoan carved in the tree on Roanoke Island referred to the battle site. Huh. So I'm just going to assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about with the lost colony of Roanoke because I'm not going to get into that history. Yeah. I read that some people spending the night have experienced headaches, chest pains, etc. you name it. Like in the circle? In the circle, if they spend the night in the circle, yes. Why don't they get kicked out? If you go, some of the videos I saw, there's like a, a fire pit in the middle, you know, stones around where people go and spend the night. Yeah. Even though they shouldn't be on the land. Yeah, my assumption is it's like not every night that he's there, right? Uh -oh. Because I saw a lot of videos, yeah, where people are spending the night and nothing happened or they took their dogs and everything was fine. But I can't imagine the devil's free every night to go down there and stomp around. He's busy. Yes, he's busy. And travel time between Texas. Yeah. You know. Do you think he gets first class? <laughs> I think he has his own airlines. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> Private jet. What I didn't run across were any stories or videos about people who experience any of these things that allegedly happen. Yeah. Or anyone actually seeing the devil a stomping. <laughs> as far as why nothing will grow in that circle of land. I did find a couple of articles about tests being done on the soil, and it was found that the soil in the circle, compared to the surrounding area, 
had higher levels of copper, zinc, and more importantly, sodium. Mm. The high salt content could account for the lack of plant life. Yeah. The problems with a compass being off is more of a mystery because that is usually related to high concentrations of iron in the soil, which wasn't found. Yeah. So no explanation there. But it's like a perfect circle. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it is. There's some other theories, but nothing really that made a lot of sense. Well, my question is, how is he tracing in a perfect circle, though? (laughs) (laughs) He's the devil. He can do it. I don't know if it's exactly perfectly, you know, round, because it is, you know, it kind of fades out on the edges, but yeah, relatively, it looked pretty close to a good circle there. Yeah. But that's it. Just another addition to our devil's dot, dot, dot list. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. He's busy. Yeah. Oh, you know how with uh, urban legends, how I'm always saying that even though they may be fantastical, that they could have started as something real and they just got elaborated over the years. Yeah. So in that video with George Lutz, he said, legends are usually formed from fact and are passed down and they get wild, but there is always a thread of truth that started it. Yeah. So I'm just very happy that I have the same mindset as George Lutz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Oh my gosh. Not a lot. That's interesting though. Yeah. Start out the year slow. Pick it up next week. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Well, just kind of sad we can't add that to our list of visiting because I don't want to be trespassing. Right. I was, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Not that I would spend the night. No way in hell. Well, I don't like camping, so... <laughs> yeah, that, that's the reason. Not, not because it's scary or anything. It's just that camping scares me. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to camp anywhere, that would scare me. Yeah. No way. <laughs> anything else? Uh, I think that's Did it. Did I just say that already? I think so. <laughs> well, I added on, yes, so... Yes, okay. <laughs> don't make me repeat myself. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. Good night. Good night.